Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom. This is episode 101, and we are going to be losing money on the NFL Conference Championships. What a weekend we had. Two podcasts we put out last week. One for the divisional round, where we went one and three. That sounds about right. And UFC 270, where we picked both underdogs to win, and they did. So shut your mouths. You just, you were you were so quick to when I when I said I went one and three, and they're like, yeah, that sounds right. And now we won two and oh, so you can shut up. We made 11 picks on the social account at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, where we went seven and four. So continue to shut your mouths. All right. Tough guy. So we made money on everything except the thing that we spend the most time on football. Wasn't that interesting? Considering we're going to start a podcast about football. Hmm. Interesting. Since this episode is going to be devoted to the conference championships, we will have the Pants Ready Prince on. We'll have Charlie Chalk on to give their favorite picks for the game. But before we do that, Let's take a look at the final four teams and how we got here. The Cincinnati Bengals, man, the team I was most wrong about, other than the thinking the Giants might be good. That was also pretty stupid. Before the season, Joe Burrow was coming off a major surgery on his knee that ended his rookie season. That team decided to draft Burrow's LSU teammate, Jamar Chase, at number five, instead of drafting help on the offensive line, part of the reason why he got hurt in the first place. They made signings that most people scoffed at, like Trey Hendrickson. They tried to fill gaps where they could. And people's expectations for this team was low, including myself. I didn't even have them making the playoffs. They started off hot and immediately made me lose money and feel dumb, which is something I'm used to on both accounts. The only thing that made me feel worse was pictures of the Cincinnati delicacy, Skyline Chili. If you have never seen this monstrosity, please go Google it immediately. This is the thing that people go, welcome to Cincinnati. Do you want some Skyline Chili? It is literally brown water on spaghetti and it is disgusting. What were you talking about? Oh, the Bengals. They started off the season five and two. And when they had the big win over Baltimore, it was the coming out party to everybody. Everyone's like, oh my God, Cincinnati, real team. Watch out, everybody. Then they immediately lose to the New York Jets and literally millions of survivor pools all over the world lost with it, including my own. I'm not bitter. The rest of the season was a huge success over the preseason expectations, but was a mixed bag with wins over playoff teams like the Raiders and Steelers, granted bad playoff teams, but with losses against talented teams like the Niners, Chargers, and Browns twice, even though one of them really doesn't count. Them being in the AFC Championship game is incredibly surprising. Not because they don't have talent. They do. But they just got there much earlier than anyone ever expected. But luckily, they have an easy matchup because they're only facing on the other side, the Kansas City Chiefs. What more can we say about the NFL's newest dynasty? By making it to the AFC Conference Championship, they are the first team ever to host the Conference Championship four straight years. That's crazy. They lost in the Super Bowl last year to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but by mostly not being able to stop the pass rush. It felt like every play in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes was just running for his life. In the offseason, they tried to address it by adding new and expensive players to that offensive line to protect Patrick Mahomes, like signing Joe Thune, trading for Orlando Brown, drafting Creed Humphreys, all of them that worked out. But this season wasn't a coronation for the Chiefs. They were 3-4, and four, coming off a big loss to the Titans 27-3. Having previously lost the Bills, Ravens, Chargers, this defense couldn't stop anybody. And then, seemingly overnight, things changed. The D came around, and they won nine of the last 10 games of the season. The only loss, though, was against the Cincinnati Bengals. Whoa! The same Cincinnati Bengals we were just talking about. Those two teams, they play this Sunday at Arrowhead, at KC, at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm not going to convert that to other time zones. I, honest to God, don't know how to do it. Let's just say 
for Mountain Time. And KC for that game, it's going to be favored by seven points. Ooh, it's going to be interesting. As for the NFC, the Los Angeles Rams, ooh, they are all in. They traded for Detroit Lions' Matthew Stafford, often viewed as an underrated player that's franchise, just failed him, and in the right system would succeed. After all, going to the Rams, isn't that the right system? This team made the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. But it didn't stop there, because this team is allergic to first-round picks, and they traded midseason for Vaughn Miller. They picked up Odo Beckham Jr. after he was released from the Browns, and the Rams continue to be all-in, even doubling down. To continue the analogy, they even tweeted out the picture of John Malkovich in Rounders, saying, sprinkle the pot, which, by the way, is a very good Russian accent. I just want everyone to know that. It might even be a better Russian accent than John Malkovich used in the movie Rounders. But why shouldn't they be all in? They have all-star players like Aaron Donald, the best defensive player of his generation, Jalen Ramsey, the best cornerback in the league, and Sean McVay, a boy genius, a beautiful, handsome boy genius with a six-pack. They went 12-5. and With a late surge, they even won the NFC West. But why does this season feel inconsistent? And maybe, dare I even say it, disappointing? With expectations that high, even the smallest of speed bumps, like losses to good teams, like the Titans, the Packers, the Cardinals, and twice to the 49ers, can feel monumental. Even big wins, like the one against the reigning Super Bowl champions, have asterisks, like they nearly blew a 20-point lead. It's a Goliath of a team, but a flawed one, so they need to be aware of any remaining Davids. And that brings us, finally, to the San Francisco 49ers, who had maybe the rockiest season of them all. They won, and in the end, the record was just fine. But they didn't have an identity like the other teams. Their own resident boy genius, Kyle Shanahan, who also has a Super Bowl appearance, was starting to be doubted. The genius status was starting to disappear. They traded up and spent future capital so they could draft Trey Lance at number two, a player who'd thrown 30 passes in two years and to be an immediate successor to Jimmy Garoppolo, a player who has had an interesting career, to say the least. Since being traded by the New England Patriots, where he was Tom Brady's backup, to being QB that gave life to a new franchise. People forget this all the time. He played so well when he was traded midseason in 2018. He was leading the 49ers, who were 0-8 at the time, to five straight wins to finish the season. And the next season, they had the second best offense in the league. And a Super Bowl appearance, where they lost to the Chiefs, interestingly enough. But for some reason, we now understand Jimmy to be a bad quarterback. He's bad. He's terrible. Well, maybe he isn't bad, but he can't be trusted. How about we settle on a compromise for that? He throws picks at bad times, and at a time when every QB can move and scramble and make plays happen, he's an old-school quarterback who stays in the pocket and limits his opportunities for success. But when this offense is humming, it's really good, and Jimmy Garoppolo can look really good in it. Like I said, the 49ers struggled to find an identity this season. Lance didn't see the field, Jimmy didn't start the season off well, injuries have been an issue all season and continue to be as they continue in the playoffs. But here they are, needing a win against the Rams to get in the playoffs, which they did. They won like they always do, by running the ball with several players, including the incredible Debo Samuel, controlling the clock and getting a tremendous amount of pressure from the defensive line. They may be underdogs, have a worse record, but every time they match up with someone like the Cowboys, like the Packers, like the Rams, all in the playoffs, we say every time we talk about their matchup, ooh, this is a bad matchup for the other team. Styles make fights, and the 49ers play a style that is rough for everyone else. Well, this San Francisco 49ers team, who has beaten the Los Angeles Rams twice, they play each other on Sunday. And the Rams are favored by three and a half. Well, that's interesting. So that's how we got here. And now we can see where we're going. Let's give our favorite picks for the conference championship games. The Pans Ready Prince, coming up first. Starting off first, like he always does, is the Pans Ready Prince. Pans Ready Prince, how you doing? I'm doing great, Andrew. How you doing? It's so exciting. We only have four teams left. Two teams are going to be facing off at the Super Bowl. We have one that's a heavy favorite, but I'm very excited to see how these games are going to go. So you and I are going to be discussing Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City currently is a minus seven right now. Okay, let's just get into it. What are you thinking about this game? 
Well, first of all, I'm excited. Obviously, yeah. uh, Championship Sunday is probably the best Sunday of the year. Mm. It always eclipses Super Bowl Sunday. But I don't know how you top last Sunday. Sorry, Oof. Andrew. That's the nah, it's okay. Goodness. <laughs> um, but, yes, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. And like I probably said in, like, week 12, I said they're never going to lose a game again mm-hmm. and they're going to get the number one seed. Now, I was wrong because they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals yes. in week 17. 34 to 31. And I mm-hmm. think everyone's going to look at that game and say, well, this is going to be close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, throw that away and pick Kansas City minus seven. It's the smart bet. It's the right bet. Mm. And hey, if it doesn't work out, then that means you're watching a good football game. Yeah. So yeah. It's kind of a win-win in that, that way, right? But Kansas City is hot. They're the best team in the league. They're the best team left. And if they don't win a Super Bowl, it's a huge miss for them, for where yep, they are. Yep, yep. I just don't think that a team like Cincinnati right now, who kind of reminds me of the Tennessee Titans in the AFC Championship game a few years ago, or the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars in the yep. Championship a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It's, it's They're trying to make this be this close Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes, but one is way up here. And one is just not there yet. And I, and I do see a strong, prominent future for Joe Burrow and the mm-hmm. Cincinnati Bengals. But I think Casey's going to have the way with them. Minus seven. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's not wrong. It's just early. And and that's how you feel about Tennessee, who is the number one seed this this year. And, you know, uh, regardless of their playoff things, like they're a good team. You know, they they do well. You know, this is was just a, a forebear of things to come. The Jacksonville Jaguars, ooh, ineptitude. They didn't allow them to get back there. But I agree with this. This is just... This is just early for Cincinnati. They're great, but this is just early. And I think the biggest thing that, like, I don't know, I I can give you every number here, including the postseason. Burrow is number three, only behind Rodgers and Mahomes for expected points added and completion over expectation. So, like, there are numbers out there. The Bengals are five and one against the spread on his road underdogs. Ooh, okay, that's a pretty good number there. Even though Burrow started his career 0-5 against the spread on the road. You know, the line opened at six and a half quickly, jumped to seven, seven and a half, it went as high, and now back to down to seven. I would really be having a different conversation with you if it's seven and a half. And I, I can't believe I'm going to say this later about the San Francisco LA game. That 0.5 really does swing things a tremendous amount. You can imagine Casey won by essentially a, uh, a touchdown in their last game, but he didn't feel like that, right? But it's still a touchdown. So you, you can imagine the difference between that 0.5 makes there. I am right there with you. I have gone back and forth all week. I The game ends on Sunday and I go, ooh, Casey's going to kick the living crap out of Cincinnati. Just scorched earth. Here we go. And then you start looking at it and you go, hmm, okay, I don't know. that They they always come back. They make it close. The Bengals have played 11 one-score games this season. Seven points. That's it what, within one score. So you imagine, oh, there we go. The thing is about the Tennessee game and what really holds me back from taking Cincinnati is Joe Burrow needs to be almost perfect. Jamari Chase needs to be almost perfect. Mixon and all their other talent players need to be almost perfect because the offensive line is so awful. He's getting teed off on an every Every play, Burrow's getting picked up by large men after every play, and he needs to be perfect to win. How many more times can he do this? And how many more times can he do this against a much, much, much more talented team in KC? I'm taking KC minus seven as well. Yeah, literally what you just said, I was going to say, in week 17, Joe Burrow and Jamal Chase played perfect football against Kansas City. Look at their stats. They are outrageous. Now, do we think they are going to do that again? In Kansas City, in a pressure situation like an AFC Championship yeah. game where points are much harder to come by, and just against a team that mm-hmm. is so much more mature. This is right. what Kansas City is built for. 
This is what they play for. This is going to be their third mm-hmm. Super Bowl appearance in a row. Stuff of legends. We are watching a dynasty in the making. Yeah. They are going to be right back here next year. Yeah. I can guarantee it. We should, we should by the way, Panzer Prince, I'm going to remind you that in week seven when we're like, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, man, they're four and four or something stupid. And we're like, yeah. oh, God, we're such idiots. Yeah, play this clip along with the one that the Giants are going to win the division. <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I agree with you. I have KC in a ton of parlays. Their money line is going to be in a lot of stuff, mixed sports. I have I have them and Ashley Barty to win the US, uh, yeah. the Australian <laughs> Women's Open. I, I have them in everything. The other one that I really like here is the Bengals offense ranks 29th in first quarter DVOA and their defense ranks 28th in the second quarter. Ooh, they are not a good first half team. Now, you could always sell that the other way and go, man, they're a really good second half team. Yeah, that's really good. They're a really bad first half team. And if you're down against the the Chiefs, good God. So I also do like the Chiefs first quarter minus two and a half or the first half minus four for Casey as well, just because of that. I, I just... Yes, we could look really dumb here. And yes, they, everyone can always Los Angeles Rams this and let the Bucks back into the game. But Casey's really good. And I, the big thing I keep going back to is being a Bills fan and watching that game and you know being heartbroken is the Bills played nearly perfect. Really on offense, they played nearly perfect. And I believe that they're a much better offensive team than Cincinnati Bengals. And they still lost. So is Cincinnati going to do this when Casey's really trying, unlike week 18 or week 17, excuse me? I don't know. Yeah, this is an exciting team versus an elite team. And I think nine times out of 10, the elite team wins it. But I do have some player props for you. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Okay, so the three player props, and one of them is on the, the NFC Championship, and two are on the game we're talking about. I'll, I'll, I'll start with okay. those two. Okay, the easy, the no-brainers. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, anytime scorer. You got to. Love it. You got to. He's going to score a touchdown. To. The number should be minus 200. Like, it's insane yeah. that they, they keep it at, like, minus 110 or even plus. Sometimes it's like, oh, God. So another no-brainer that maybe should be, like, minus 1,000. A Cooper Cup anytime scorer. Mm. He is going to score a touchdown. Yes. He scores a touchdown every single fucking week. Just bet on it. <laughs> and now yeah. here's the spicy one. Okay. First touchdown, Mr. Jarek McKinnon. Ooh, I like this. This guy is getting the ball. This guy is getting the ball more and more each week. Kansas City loves him. He has resurged, rejuvenated his career. And you can totally see Casey going down to the five and handing the ball off yep. in the first quarter. Go up 7 nothing to Mr. Jarek McKinnon. Who would have thought he scores a touchdown in the AFC Championship game? That, I do. No, I honestly, if you, I a couple of weeks ago, I am not going to lie. I've watched a lot of football, and I someone had to remind me Jarek McKinnon was on the Chiefs. You're like, oh, really? Oh, that wasn't they didn't sign him? No, he's been on all year. Oh, okay, good for him. Well, that's great. He is currently plus 1,000 to score the first touchdown. Uh, so that that is spicy. I like that. I like those player props. That's really good. Thank you. I like them, too. <laughs> all right. So we are both on KC minus seven. We are just praying that the better team wins. So there, that's what we're going for on this one. But thank you so much, Pants Right Prince, for coming on. And we hope you have fun losing money this weekend. Oh, I will. You take it easy. Now we welcome on Charlie Chalk to make his locks of the week. Charlie, how you doing? Good morning, Andrew. And I'm just doing fine. Keep them warm here. But uh, okay, every, good. you know, <laughs> I don't know. Let's let's you tell me, but let's look at the San Fran game first. OK, OK. I love this. I love this. That's exactly where I want to talk about. Let's talk about San Francisco. Let's talk about Los Los Angeles Rams. A crazy, insane game because the Rams come off a much more dramatic than needed game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The San Francisco 49ers play a very dominant game against the Green Bay Packers. And we have Los Angeles Rams at home minus three and a half. What are you thinking about this game, Charlie? Well, Andrew, I 
I, again, we've mentioned it all year long, but I think that coaching might be the, might mm. be the only way we can look at this game. This neither team should be playing this game. San Fran very luckily beat green Bay, the Rams like, well, mm. whether you like it or not, they did play better, but I'm telling you, yep. go to no. almost beat them. So we've got the two teams that shouldn't be there are there. And we've got Shanahan's complete dominance over McVay's six and zero in the last three years. Don't think that when they're in that dressing room saying, okay, guys, we've beat them six times, three years. We've got them beat. Anyways, I'll look after the coaching San Fran plus three. It seems like that in your head says, let's take San Fran. That's yeah. done. Rams, you're going, ah, oh, they're too strong. They're too strong. But yep. again, this, this game is, it, it's a difficult one. I'm going to tell you it just so I know there's a lot of tension here, but I'm going to take San Fran and the points only because the Rams could win, but their turnovers are prone. Then you say, well, what about Jimmy G? Well, he can throw interceptions. So oh, yeah. I don't know yeah, where yeah, yeah. the heck this is going to end up, but when mm-hmm. you get points, Let's take the points, take San Francisco and uh, and and let let it play out. I guess is I don't yeah. really have the numbers for you to to back up anyone's better than the other. Well, OK, so I think you touched on the important part there, which like two things. The three and a half is the interesting part. The th- half point, the fact that it's getting past that key number of three into the second into a second half point there to move it up is the, is the interesting part for me. That's where that's where you start going like, ooh, OK, I don't know. Rams at home minus two and a half. Then maybe you're looking at it. But the three and a half, I think, is the key one. You touched on it with the coaching. Shanahan is seven and three straight up and against the spread against the Rams coach, Sean McVay, his former assistant coach. Considering McVay is 44-32, 44-32 against the spread, against all other coaches, that's incredible that Shanahan seems to have his number so much. And I think the other one that you could be looking at a lot is that the Week 18 game, there was so much on the line. The Rams were playing for the division while the Niners just needed a win to make the playoffs. Los Angeles jumps out to a 17-0 lead and had 123 more yards after that. 123. 92 of them on one drive. San Francisco gave McVay his only loss ever with a halftime lead. McVay is 45-1 now while sacking Matthew Stafford five times, stuffing the run game, and coming back to win in overtime. This is just... There is something here where Shanahan has McVay's number. And and you know what? The preview that we saw last week where they absolutely, the Rams had that sign seal delivered. They were kicking the crap out of the Bucs. They couldn't do a single thing. And then just, just shot themselves in the foot. Yes, Tom Brady played fine. Yes, the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played fine. But they're fumbling the ball like crazy. Like all this stuff that I want to attribute to McVay or Stafford. But Cam Akers coughing up the ball all the time. And like just just big miscues all over the place scares you going into a game where they've done that exact same thing against the 49ers already. Correct. Correct. And, and even and Cooper Cuff, he, he, he fumbles. Like there's something to this. Yeah. And you're going, how can the, okay, just throw it to him. He'll catch it. He'll do the right thing. Exactly. He's a superstar yes. and he's dropping. And again, remember who the Rams quarterback is. Yep. I mean, now you've talked about the coach not being as good. The quarterback, not as good as Jimmy G, kind of scary, but all of a sudden oh, now yeah, they're thinking, know. oh, this guy can win a semifinal game, go to the Super Bowl. I don't think so. I, I, You know what? This is a lot of pressure, and the coaching will come through here, and the pressure is going to be on the Rams. And, um, yeah, they might win, but I'm still going to take the points. And um, there a hint maybe being an over. But um, uh, mm, mm. I'll take San Fran. Which is 46 and, and a half right now. Yeah. Okay, I'm taking San yes, Fran as right. well. Yeah. Uh, I, minus three and a half. Oh, wow. I think the only, the big one that I'm looking at right now that that is a huge issue is the injuries. 
You know, the reason why this is not like, you know, recording on a Thursday with Charlie Chalk here, why it's not like, let's jump in two feet, 10 unit bet. Let's do it. Big, big. No, it's a more of a lean right now because the injury report. So Garoppolo nursing that thumb and shoulder. Bosa and Fred Warner played past weekend, but went into a questionable Williams. Trent Williams, like the best offensive lineman is playing hurt. You know, Kittle and Samuel both limped off on the final drive. It's going to be like a little who's who of going like, let's get to Sunday morning and figure out what's going on here. So it's it's a little bit of a lean jumping in. But if 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 you're asking me at this point, which I am, it's my podcast. This is me asking myself, looking into a mirror. I am taking San Francisco minus three and a half at this point as well. Well, Andrew, sounds like we got the lock of the week. (laughs) That does. Boy, does it. I like I like when we're aligned on this kind of stuff. So, Charlie. Hey, listen. Lose it. What's up? I just want to give you my t- 10 cents on the other game, even though it's um, oh, just wait, warm yeah, up sorry. the San Fran game. No, it's okay. And, I, and I'm and i looking at Cincy Casey. I'm going to settle for an overbet here. I, I think that Kansas City can win. Win easy. Mm. doesn't matter. You know, gosh, Cincinnati seems like they're the new, you know, sack squad going in. And, and I, yeah, that will yeah. work perfectly into Kansas City. Mahomes can run if he wants. It's only 29 and a half yards plus prop which sounds very interesting because they're going to put pressure mm-hmm. on him and he will run. And uh, I just think that Kansas city obviously is the better team. And Jimmy, I like Burroughs, but I think he's, 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 he's done this year, but KC yeah. at home, I think it's a good bet. Oh, there we go. Casey at home. Minus seven for Charlie Chuck as well. So those are your two locks of the week. Right on. Thank you so much for losing money with us. We hope you have fun losing money this weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Andrew. Good luck with your bets. Okay, that's it. That's all for Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. Thanks so much for listening. If you like losing money and want to help grow the community, please rate, review, subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also, one more time, please visit at WAB on Twitter, on Instagram for free daily picks like golf, college basketball, NBA, NHL, everything else. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great conference championship weekend and that you have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!